Yo, 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 yo. What's up, everybody? This is your boy, Billy F. Gates, a.k.a. Steaming Billy Beeman with This Is Your Fantasy Podcast. Man, I'm happy. Football season's finally over. We get to talk about basketball. I hope you guys are ready, man. We're talking Kings today. We're talking, uh, what else are we talking? We're talking about how the Warriors suck. You know what I'm saying? Um, I know. I don't know why Paul got that championship gear on. You know what I'm saying? Like five years removed. Got a hold. Got, got a hold. Got a hold on to old things. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. Oh, it does feel like it, man. But you know, that's what happens when you win so many banners. You start losing count. You start forgetting. Was that last year? Or was that year before? Yeah, you guys will get that feeling here in Sacramento one time, man. You guys will get yours one day. <laughs> nah, nah, but. But yeah, now nah, we got a great show for you guys tonight. Let, let me introduce to uh, who we got on the pod with us. We got our man, Paul, the truth. Also, we got the man, the myth, the legend, the two-time champion. We got the big baller in the house, Purple Cobras. Hey. Ryan Mulvaney. What's up, champ? Back. Doing good. How you guys doing? Doing great, man. <laughs> Oh man. Is that is yeah. that how you like it, Paul? Is that yeah. is that how I'm supposed to bring him in? Yeah, man. That's how we do it, man. <laughs> All right, I'm just that's making sure because he got at me one day and you're like, man, that's not how you're supposed to bring him in. We gotta bring him in that way every time, man. I mean the, the man's a two time champion. The same he won two titles in the same year, man. I mean, who does that? I mean, I, I know my boy Ann Royster over there played 15, 30 leagues and he he didn't even win one. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Yeah. <clears throat> Damn, Ryan, it's got to be a good feeling, man. Fantasy football is over with finally. I know it's been over for a while, but, man, how are you going to go into the offseason as the fantasy football champ, man? It's always a good feeling. Yeah, I don't know. You always uh, every, every time after a championship, you always get you fired up for the next season. Um, <laughs> Lucky guy. Let's be nice, man. I've been playing <laughs> – I've been starting my league, just a title for my league when I first started, man. And I've always wanted a belt. I've been waiting eight, nine years. This is probably going no, year number ten. And I still don't have a title yet, man. I've been, I've have all kinds of things ready to go. I got, I got a script ready to go for you know uh, a post game interview, you know, to show you guys. But it's been in the works for ten years, man. So <clears throat> waiting. I feel it. it. You were, you were, dude. I think you're maybe one or two plays away from it this year. You'll, you'll get it. Miles Sanders, uh, we got we got a great show for you, for you guys tonight, man. You know what I'm saying? We got some we got some quick uh, NFL updates from around the league. We're also talking about. Uh, are we really talking about that last week's uh, debacle? I don't think. I think we're gonna cut that out of this episode. We're just gonna cut straight to the Super Bowl. Nah, I'm just playing. We got the NFL champion uh, conference championship games. We got the Super Bowl. We got a, a DraftKings update, and then tonight we are back to fantasy. We got the player rankings from this past season uh, for the top 12 quarterbacks and the top 12 uh, running backs, man. Um, I'm ready to get into this, man. What's up? Are you guys ready? Let's go, man. All right, all right. So the first big news, man, Tom Brady says he's finally retiring. You guys believe that? I do. Yeah, I believe it. I I think he, he came right out and said it, you know. So he's probably calling it quits. After an abysmal season, you know, it's time to go out. 
You know what, Billy? And I ate my last meatball sandwich last week. Hell no, he ain't retired, man. Come on, dog. You kidding me? Tom Brady going to be back uh, probably by what? Before spring training, he's going to find a new team. But come on, man. Tom Brady ain't doing it. He's retired once, hasn't he? Yeah, he's retired once. He'll be back. You never know, man. You never know uh, what happened. Look, that's not what I wanted to happen. But yeah, uh, if he is retired, man, salute to the GOAT. I'm definitely gonna miss uh, watching him in the league. Um, hey, how do you guys feel about uh, what J- uh, Jerry Jones said that he's proud uh, of that win against um, uh, against Tom in the in the playoffs? Man, I, I, did you guys see that or hear about it? I didn't. I didn't hear nothing about that. What was it about? I guess he came out in an interview and said that he's pr- if this Tom if Tom Brady's really retiring, then that he's proud that the Cowboys. Got the final victory over Tom Brady. Put him in retirement? <laughs> yeah, quote-unquote. You know what I'm saying? That's... I, mean, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, he's the, I mean, he's one of the great, or if not the greatest quarterback. You know I mean? He's got he's got all the Super Bowl rings to prove it. So, I mean, have that feeling that on your team saying, yeah, we, <clears throat> we sent out uh, Tom Brady. We sent Tom Brady packing <laughs> into retirement. I mean, it's always a good feeling to say something like that. Your team's. Uh, you know, <clears throat> ending a guy's career like that. Okay. What about you, Ryan? Yeah, I didn't hear. I mean, I didn't hear that. The only thing I saw was a, a like a mock banner for the for the rafters in the AT and T. Was it the AT and T Stadium or is it the Ford Stadium? I can't remember. AT and T, I believe it is. AT and T. It was like a mock banner of a said like Tom Brady's last defeat, Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's cool. Kind of like when I go to you know the the goal one, I just see Pacific West champions up there, no no real banners, huh? We're gonna add to it this year. It's okay. Oh, okay, okay. My bad. Man, he got jokes all day, huh? All right. My bad. I was just. <clears throat> I see you. It's all right. If, if my team had won championships like that, I'd be doing it to you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, trust me, you guys get it. I don't. I don't want to see you guys with a championship. I can just see all the smack talk. Especially that other guy, Candlestick Nine One Six. I don't want to, that guy. You'll never hear the end of it. You're right. You're right. I'm talking. I'm talking match it too. Exactly. But uh, and um. So next up, I guess the the word around the Twitter streets and the NFL. You know, the NFL streets is Aaron Rodgers to the Raiders. There was a clip that I seen today. That dropped, um, I think it was uh, Aaron Rodgers at the pro and playing a little bit of golf. Got to ask the question. So what's, what's new with you? And he, uh, or what, you got some news for us? And he said, I'm not going to uh, San Fran. And I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, I saw that one too. He, but he also did just purchase a home in Las Vegas in the same uh, community as Devontae Adams. And Devontae Adams has been posting quote-unquote cryptic tweets you know what I'm saying? Uh, showing um, Aaron Rodgers and him playing some, you know, some football back in uh, Green Bay. Also letting people know that that's the area that, you know, he lives in. So, Paul, I'm going to start with you as the Raiders fan. Um, how are you feeling about these rumors and potentially getting an Aaron Rodgers to your team? You know, it's Aaron Rodgers, man. He's a great quarterback. Don't get me wrong. Um but when I heard the news uh, earlier today, and I saw the uh, I saw the video, you know I felt 
the only thing that reminded me was uh, the Dave Chappelle clip when he did the Rick James. I was like, come on, man. Right now. Right now. <laughs> so, you know, that's the only thing that reminded me of, you know, hey, when you hear a quarterback of that caliber, you know, going to your team, anybody, everybody would be excited about something like that. Yeah, I know he's getting older. I know he's, you know, he's not the same Aaron Rodgers, you know, used to, but he's still Aaron Rodgers. I, he can still throw the ball in. And if you go to a place like Las Vegas, you still got a, you got a Hunter Renfro, you got a, you got a Darren Waller, you got your old teammate and uh, Devontae Adams. You know, if they, if, uh, if, if he sees that, and then you know, you keep the running back, um, Josh Jacobs. That, that offense looks like it's high powered, and it's, it, it, it could be kind of scary. So, uh, I'm not even worried about that. Any of you comes, it's the Raiders have always been about, you know, what kills the Raiders, and that's defense. So, if Aaron Rodgers does come. They need to make sure they address that defense, and and man, they would be scary if they could. Okay, Wait, Ryan, any thoughts? Oh hell yeah! Okay. <laughs> oh, the Adams, man. Just uh, my like my immediate thought from you know, of course, I, I always I always go straight to fantasy. Um, I mean, Devontae Adams, like <clears throat> I was super high on him coming into this season with Derek Carr. Shit, if uh, if Aaron Rodgers goes to the to the Raiders. And I think you'd have to consider Adams at probably, probably a top three wide receiver. I mean, Aaron Rodgers had his last MVP season with Devontae Adams the year before. And I would expect the way that the Raiders ran the offense this year with Carr and Adams, it'd be a lot of the same, probably have a lot of the same weapons with Adams and Waller, Renfro. Dude, it's going to be a super potent offense. And, and kind of like Paul said, even though he's getting older, um, I think with the right setup and the right offensive scheme, he could still be extremely dangerous. So, yeah, I'm all for it. I think it would be fun. Yeah, no, I think that uh, puts the Raiders at real contenders for next year's Super Bowl, if it does happen. I mean, I feel like uh, if it does, they're going to franchise uh, tag uh, Josh Jacobs. They're going to keep him out there in Vegas um, and then just work on that defense a little bit. Exactly what you guys need, man. It is definitely going. If when that news comes out, it is definitely going to shake the whole. Uh, everything. We're around my dad taking Aaron Rodgers if that happens, guys. I mean, I, over and under. Let's go fourth round. I'm thinking maybe the fourth. Exactly, or he's taking him. He's not number three in the third <laughs> round. Yo, Pop, he's watching this. If you <laughs> hey, don't everybody. take him, I will. <laughs> hey, Aaron Rodgers. Yo. He's gonna be high on everybody's list. Oh, he's he's yeah. gonna go early, early. He's high on anybody, man. He takes Waller in the down near in the second round, almost. You know, he's <laughs> he's he's jumping, he's jumping the gun everywhere. But yeah, expect Aaron Rodgers to be off the board early if he goes to the Raiders in my league. Oh yeah, be all over Devonte Adams, dude. That's <laughs> the guy you want. You want Tay if he can get yeah, him. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, and so, well, what, hopefully when that news does drop, man, you know, we'll report we'll report right on it. Um, next up, uh, there was a couple hirings. Uh, D'Amico Ryans is headed to Houston as HC. And, you know, as a 49er fan, I want to wish D'Amico the best of luck. Um, they're getting a great um, leader. And hopefully he can change the culture over there because they need something shook up. I guess he got a, a six-year contract or six-year deal. Um, in that contract, I don't, I don't suspect 
he's going to be a one and done even if they have a losing record. Um, it's more about a culture change, and, you know, obviously that takes time. Uh, you check out the Jets and what they're doing over there, too. It's pretty much the same defense that is going to be running. Um, and, yeah, they're definitely going to be picking a quarterback. I don't know who who they get, C.J. Stroud or um, I, I forget the other guy's Bryce. name, Bryce Young. Uh, I One of those two quarterbacks is going off, uh, early, and they're going to Houston. But, again, shout-out to D'Amico. Um and I wish him the best of luck. You guys have uh, anything that you guys want to say, uh, Ryan? Yeah, no, I think it was to be expected. You know, a lot of interest in Demeco Ryan's coming in, um, shoot early from even early in the season. Um, so yeah, happy for him. Hopefully, um, in Texas, he sticks around. You know, like you said, he's got the six-year contract. Um, I hope you know, just for the love of God, just stick it out. <laughs> you know, give this give this guy a chance to establish something. Um, the Jets, I think, with Robert Sala, the Jets was kind. Of, he was kind of on shaky ground for a little bit, but he's got that. It seems like he started to right the ship, and I bet Ryan's does the same thing. Um, as far as for the Niners, like the first thought I had was like, okay, well, who's the replacement? <clears throat> um, and we've been hearing some talk. I don't know if they've decided on anybody yet, but I heard Vic Fangio. Uh, he and- he actually he's that's another thing. He actually uh, agreed to uh, Miami today. Oh, he did. Okay, yeah, I, I didn't see that news. Um, but there was like one other guy I can't remember. So I'm sure they'll find somebody that's serviceable that and you know can help bring that defense back. So. From what uh there was a couple reports um that I seen actually was uh they are looking at their defensive line coach or something like that. Um so they might be hiring within that's what they did with uh Ryan's two years ago, so I mean, it's a pretty good system how they got it worked out over there in Frisco. You never know, man, if they do get uh, internal hire in a couple years. You never know. He could be a head coaching, you know, yeah. seems like they crank out head coaches left and right. Yeah, we, you got, what, Sean McVay that came out the system. You got, uh, what's his name from LaFleur. Uh, then you got McDaniels now. So, yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a bunch. Yeah. <laughs> Shanahan's doing something right. He's just not winning championships. Uh, what about you, Paul? Uh, how do you you got any anything? I feel like it's a good fit. Uh, I mean, because that that uh, that secondary of uh, Houston, I think it's in pretty good shape already. And I think uh, he knows how to get after the quarterback. So I I know for sure he's gonna go after he gets a quarterback. Put some. Uh, put some uh, young talent at the linebacker and, and up front on the defensive line. Cause uh, you know, if he does that and that backside is already good in, in secondary, I mean, who knows? I mean, he can probably, he can almost build a, a, almost a replica, you know, if he can get the right people there. And I mean, he knows what to do on defense. We just got to make sure he finds the right offensive coordinator to take care of that offense and, and just build a, build a young one. Cause I don't know the running back position looks like they, I mean, they got a good running back there and we just got to build around them. Yeah, no, first and to be honest, Houston did not have a bad defense last year. We we would talk about them from time to time where they were they would actually, you know, shut some stuff down. So they were they had some good things working for them. So but yeah, no, with Ryan's coming, that defense is gonna be nasty next year. Um so again, good luck. And for the reason why I think Vic Fangio didn't go to the 49ers, um, was because of the the system that he runs. He's 
3-4 based. 49ers are more 4-3 now, and I don't think that Shanahan wants to switch from that. So, uh, Salute to Miami, though. Yeah, I think that's definitely going to help them out. Vic Fangio is definitely a good uh, defensive coordinator. Um, it's going to be fun to watch them next season and see uh, see how that team does. Going to be another playoff contender uh, for sure. So, But, yeah, uh, the next one was Kellen Moore. The day that he leaves um, the Cowboys, I, I want to say like 12 hours later, he's already signed over there in Los Angeles to the Chargers. He goes from Dak to Herbert. That's a upgrade if you ask Man's me. Gotta Man's got to eat. You got to take care of the kids, man. You know what I mean? It's yeah, yeah. Quick decision. But I, it's not even about the eating. It's it's the, the quarterback upgrade for me. It's like you're going from Dak, who's decent, um, He's a top. He's a top seven quarterback. <laughs> don't start that. He's a, he's a cool Kirk Cousins. <laughs> don't don't start that. And now he's going to Justin Herbert, this raw young quarterback who I feel is destined for greatness. And um, yeah, man, I feel like that's just a it's a big upgrade. And I feel like that's going to definitely help out Justin Herbert. He started he started the league with Anthony Lynn. Um, I, I forget who they had last year. Um, but now you're getting in Kellen Moore, who's actually done some really good things for the Cowboys. He's a great play caller. Um, McCarthy's now the play caller over in Dallas. Um, I just feel it was the, uh, it was a good thing to happen. So shout out to Kellen Moore. Um, I'm looking forward to that offense and how Herbert and, and, and Kellen work together. So it's going to be fun, man. Um, what what do you what do you got for me over there, Ryan? I know that's in the uh, I mean, Paul, that's in the same um division as you. How do you feel about this? I mean, if you look at the Chargers offense last year, I mean, they were banged up. Um and I mean, Herbert's a great quarterback. Maybe I mean they just need an offensive offense coordinator to change. I mean, it changes people, you know, it changes quarterbacks and how they play and the different system. I mean, maybe um, I don't think he's reached his potential or his peak potential yet with Herbert. I mean, he's still young, like you said. So I think uh, Kellen comes over there, switches it up. Because I know when he first got to the Cowboys, I mean, you could see the big difference when he first got there and how he had Dak playing at a high level. And uh, I think he could do that for uh, Herbert and and take him to the next level. Um, Ryan? Yeah, I'll second that. I think it's an overall upgrade for the offense, for sure. You know, a good play caller. We know what kind of work he did with Dallas. Um, my little conspiracy theory behind it is uh, <clears throat> who is, gosh, I'm forgetting his name, the Chargers head coach. Um, oh, man, I, I forgot his name too. Bruce Staley. There you go, Staley. Uh, Should have been fired. So Staley was on thin ice to begin with and then snuck into the playoffs. He's still there. Um, it would not shock me at all if they get off to a rocky start or something happens in the season that they, they give Staley the boot and then, uh, you know, bring the next guy in the OC. So, um, yeah, but, like, from, you know, from a fantasy standpoint overall, like, I think it's a good a good thing, a good play caller, you know, at the OC. Upgrading quarterback, um, the most important thing, just, you know, hopefully they can stay healthy, get the offensive line put back together, keep, keep Herbert protected with a good pocket, and uh, this should be ex- an explosive offense. I mean, shoot – before this season, the year before that, that team was ex- super explosive, dude. Like Herbert was on fire. Mike Williams was like the wide receiver three. Like, so the potential's there. 
Um, you know, I think it's, I think it also bodes well for Austin Eckler too, you know, with, you know, coming from like with Dallas, how they use Tony Pollard, Eckler, I think is even better than Tony Pollard and they can use them in that same type of scheme. It's just a win all the way around. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Um, next up, man, uh, I, I want to say that this is the biggest of the news this week was Denver trading for Sean Payton. So if you guys haven't heard, Sean Payton is now the head coach of the Denver Broncos. And I'm not sure what was in the actual trade to the Saints, but the Saints are giving up their rights to Sean Payton. And now um, Russell Wilson is on the hot seat. For sure, for sure. I feel like this is a... a a great hire for Denver. Um, I feel like this is a, the best situation that Sean Payton could have got himself in. Um, I know that there was talks of him possibly going to Arizona, but Arizona's in shambles. Um, I don't know anybody who would want to take that head coaching job. Um, but, again, Denver is has got him. They got themselves a Super Bowl winning head coach. This head coach does wonders with uh, with quarterbacks. Obviously, he's got uh, Drew Brees, his championship. Taysom Hill, who goes back and forth from tight end to quarterback. He's done wonders with uh, Teddy Teddy Bridgewater. Is that who I'm thinking of? Yeah. yeah. Teddy Bridgewater. So, I mean, the potential's there. And now for him to go over there and work with Russell Wilson, um, this sh- should get Russell back to his Seattle days, hopefully, and hopefully with whatever injury that Russell was dealing with throughout the season, um, you know, going into next year, this is going to be something to watch. This, this offense should be uh top notch and I'm excited for it, man. So shout out to uh, Sean Payton. Congratulations to the Denver Broncos and to all their fans. Uh, Ryan, uh, how do you feel about this hiring? Yeah. First thing that came to mind was, uh, He's a coach that has experience working with a short quarterback. (laughs) (laughs) Going to design the, design the playbook around him. Just like he did with Drew Brees. Um, My next question was, who's the new Taysom Hill going to be? I'm kind of hoping, I'm hoping he does something similar like that. Just because I I like to see something different. That's all. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. This is, uh, this is Russ's last chance, man. For me, when he left Seattle, he was, he was, I wasn't really big on him. And now he comes to Denver. You know, and he, he, you know, he flopped in my in, in all of our eyes, and you know now he's going to get a, a coach like this, and you have to succeed. I mean, this is how you know if if you know if Russ still has it. There's no, there's no there's no way around it. If if he goes into the season and Russ just flops again, then you know Denver all that money and all the all the trades that you know the, the picks they put into it and all for nothing. Yeah. No, I agree. So, next season's already looking uh, a little crazy for you, uh, for everybody in the uh, AFC West division. Um, so, it's good that division's already tough as it is. If Aaron Rodgers goes to the Raiders, you already got the KC Chiefs who are back in the Super Bowl, which we're going to get to right now. This Sean Payton situation, you're getting Callan Moore to the uh, to the Chargers. Does this like? really legitimize the AFC West as being the top dogs in the league? Can you imagine if, just like what you said, can you imagine if Aaron Rodgers came there and you're talking about Pat Mahomes, 
Aaron Rodgers. If Russ could get back to his to his former self, crazy. You know what I mean? And then uh, who am I missing? Um, You're gonna miss out on Herbert. Herbert. Uh, yeah, Herbert. You don't you don't like Herbert? I'm not a Herbert fan, man. I I, I he's okay in my eyes, man. You know, I uh, I had him my his rookie year when he uh in fantasy and yeah i was excited about it but i never went back and said you know what i'm i'm, I'm targeting this guy into my fantasy drafts and i don't know i just i see the inconsistency with him a little bit and until he can be consistent then then he earns my trust because i see some games where he does flop out yeah i think his supporting cast kind of sucks though like i mean they, they don't that's the wrong word they don't suck, but they're they're hurt all the time. But if you're a great quarterback, Ryan, it shouldn't matter. Yeah, but when you're throwing a DeAndre Carter, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. It's Peyton Manning not... did it. <laughs> Shit. But he did have he yeah. did have DeAndre Carter and uh, I forget the other guy's name, but he did have Paul them looking and Palmer. He did have them playing some really good football this season, so he did elevate their games up. It's not like he didn't. I think if I think if. Herbert had somebody like a Jamar Chase, he would be an automatic top three quarterback. Like, I think he's a, a so like I guess my comparable would be, I think Joe Burrow and Herbert are about the same, on a talent perspective. But Burrow, that dude literally has two wide receiver ones at his disposal. So that's the difference, you know, in my opinion. But uh, yeah, uh, one thing I wanted to note real quick, it, you guys it. You brought up a you guys brought up a really great point about the AFC West. Man, isn't it scary? Like I think if the I don't think if the Broncos if they don't figure this out, they're going to be bad for the rest of the 2020s. <laughs> like with that in that division with Mahomes, Herbert will probably figure it out. And then the Raiders just being in Vegas, the sheer fact that they're in Vegas, they always seem to get big names. Um it could be a disaster. So hopefully it does work out for the Broncos. But if it doesn't, man, <laughs> that's gonna that's gonna suck. It's cool, man. They already got their Super Bowl ring in 2015. They're fine. Part of the script. It's part of the script. Whoa. Ooh. Oh yeah. There was that. There was that bombshell, man. There was a. Hey, that's a nice little segue into what Arian Foster said on a podcast. I was, I was waiting for it. Arian, Arian Foster did come out uh, this, I don't know when it was, this week, last week, they're on the podcast, saying that the NFL is scripted, man. Um, I don't know how much everybody's buying into this or what, but I know that there was some fun uh, some fun tweets after that. I know that uh, Alvin Kamara said that he almost walked out of the facility after he read this season's script. So, I mean, people are having fun with it. But for uh, Arian Foster, who was once a great um, who was once a great uh, running back for the Houston Texans, I, I think he's uh, had done one too many mushrooms. You know what I'm saying? He's, you know, I, he's out there doing a little bit of you craziness. Tell he, got, he tell me he got hit in the head one too many times just, as a running back? Just a little bit, man. Maybe he's like, maybe he's not as far as uh, A.B. is. But you know, he's got <laughs> he, he's out there just a little bit, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you check out my boy's new song, ah uh, man, on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you see the backup dancer though? <laughs> 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 
Hey, that boy knew every word to AB song. Oh my god. Oh my god. That's funny, man. Well, if you guys haven't seen it, make sure you guys check it out. <laughs> yeah, go to AB's TikTok, man. He got a he got some hot fire for y'all. Oh man. But um I guess we can get into this real quick. I don't really want to like go into details on all this stuff, but uh, Joe Mixon was a re- uh, has a warrant for his arrest for, um, I guess, assault. He pulled out uh, a firearm on a lady. That's horrible news. Um, and yeah, that hopefully, hopefully, whatever happened didn't happen and. Uh, we'll get more news about that, but I really don't really want to touch that too much. Hopefully that all gets figured out. Uh, I just don't understand um, why these NFL players always have to be extra. You know what I'm saying? I know that everybody's human and we're all uh, normal people at the end of the day, but still it's just like you're in the NFL, you're making millions of dollars. There's no need to to ruin your life over stupid being stupid pretty much and then there was the philadelphia eagle who um has been arrested and i guess his charges were uh rape and kidnapping i forgot the guy's name um but if you guys want to check it out it's out there we're not i don't really want to talk about it that's just horrible again another person who's making hundreds of thousands of dollars um getting souped up going to jail for just horrible being horrible that's just it's stupid and i don't know if you people want to say uh it's the cte or the brain damage or whatever what's going on um sometimes i you know i think that could just be a crutch that people are going to start using you know what i'm saying it's just uncalled for uncalled for uh off the field activities man but next up nfc conference championship games who wants to kick this one off, man? Paul, you know what? I'll let you have it, man. I'll let you have it. Go ahead, man. Get it all out. 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 Let's go, man. Let's go. Well, the first game I caught uh, last <laughs> Sunday, I was able to watch the 49ers and the Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> Uh, it was a good game for the first two, three minutes of it. And, uh, you know, as soon as um, Brock Purdy was injured, I've never seen so many runs in my life watching this game. <laughs> <laughs> Not just that. Uh, you're Josh Johnson. I don't know. The Eagles were just out, out to get the quarterback this game. Uh, I mean, but all that aside, the Eagles' defense – are the real heroes of this game, man. The real the Eagles came in there, man, and then they, that front, that front four, front uh, seven, whatever they had up there, man, they just put nonstop pressure on on, on that uh, on that offense and any quarterback you threw back there. I mean, I even even when Christian McCaffrey took the ball one time, you know they were in the backfield. So, you know, hats off to the Philadelphia Eagles for advancing to the Super Bowl. Um, that defensive line is better than I expected because I've only seen a couple of games and the way that they manhandled uh, up front and, and were able to push those guys out the way. Um, they, they played one hell of a game and, you know, the Niners, I'm not going to say too much about it, man. They had a great season. I know they, the, the injury bug caught them way too many times this year. I mean, it's a very unfortunate. I mean, if you think about it, 
if Brock Purdy was healthy that game, I'm sure it probably would have been a little bit different. But what I saw is offense and defensive line. I'm always talking about the trenches, and that's where that game was won up. Man, you know, let me say something real quick, man. The ref screwed us. Oh the, my god! Yeah, you know I'm oh, saying, man. you know, the Philadelphia Eagles with their with them hey, not Ryan, showing with the hold on real quick with them with them not showing the play that it was not a catch. Man, we got See, screwed, I, man. I'm just fucking. I'm just. I'm just playing, bro. I'm just joking. I'm just. I'm just joking, y'all. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. You want to know? You want? You, you really want to know what I feel? This is how I really feel. The truth is that we got the the dominated. Like, look, I understand that there's sometimes that you want to do different things and uh, play a different way, but you cannot go into the NFC con the conference championship game. And start using backup tight ends as pass blockers and allow that your quarterback to get injured. Also, you sometimes you just have to make some, some crazy decisions, even if it costs you a timeout in the very first half, first quarter or whatever. You got to challenge some stuff. If you see a, a wide receiver running, at, getting up quickly after a, a, a play is made, Going like this, calling his team to hurry up and get to a huddle, that should tell you something fishy is going on. Like, obviously, something happened. As a coach... Didn't have a good angle. There was no good angle on it, man. It took a while. But you're, you're going to sit here and tell me that that's not fishy to you? Something didn't happen where oh, a, yeah. a wide receiver, a wide receiver, not, the, not the, the quarterback, the wide receiver who just made that play, He's getting up and calling for a quick huddle. He's saying, hey, everybody, get to the line. That's the, like, as a coach, as a player, you know what I'm saying? You obviously have to do something. And obviously, that should just should automatically tell you, hey, something happened. Let's just challenge this real quick. I know they didn't show it. The, the final view didn't happen until after the uh, commercial break. But what I'm saying as a head coach... As a player, you guys should see that. You guys should obviously make an uh, informed decision based off of that. And just, it's the NFC, the championship game. You know what I'm saying? You have got to do something. But from that first quarter on, after Brock Purdy was injured, you got Josh Johnson, who's been the backup. He was on a practice squad before that. He gets injured because he gets uh, concussed, knocked out the game. Obviously, our pass blocking was the... Just the catalyst of of this whole thing, man. Like, where was it at? Two of our quarterbacks got injured in this game. The people that you should be protecting the most. It doesn't. I'm not gonna do no. If Purdy was in, if that, if this, I don't do what ifs. That's no. What happened was this. There was no good pass protection. That's what cost us this. Just bad coaching. Obviously, the team looked looked de deflated. I mean, if again, like this, this team was just deflated. That was it. We got we got ran out the stadium. Congratulations to Philly. They did what was needed to be done. Uh, it sucked that the quarterbacks were injured, but that's a part of this game. You got you got the four. You got four of the top. Uh, defensive lineman in the league on this Philadelphia defense. You should know this going into this game. 
again, they had what uh, they above fifteen percent on the pass on the pass rush. Something I forgot the stats. It was on AWS. I'll get it in a second. But you got four of the top defensive linemen in the league. You need to know who's coming where. It don't. You know what I'm saying? Like as as professionals, you got to know this. You got to see who's lined up where and get that extra protection where it's needed. We lost. That's it. We had a great run. Salute to Brock Purdy for coming in, handling business. Third string quarterback. Hey, man. Can't ask for much more, man. Hey, hey Ryan, did you see this on the outline? It says Billy venting over the game. Um, I'm glad we got that out the way. It's okay. Um, <laughs> it says 10 minutes. It says 10 minutes. I had to get it, I had to get it out of there. I get it. Hey, do what you got to do, man. I'm good. Hey, but I do want to add one more thing to what you're talking about with the, with the, um, not throwing a challenge. Isn't that why would they get two? You get two. I, I didn't see them throw a challenge like the rest of the game, right? So in that case, I understand it being the championship game. You want to keep everything you have, and, and you don't have to use it until you have to. But there are some times you have to. Uh, you got to just throw it out there and be like, you know what? We're going to just bite the bullet. If it is a catch, it is a catch. It could have changed the whole – you know the um, the morale of the game on how it's going. You never know that one. T- Could have took that touchdown off the board. You know what I mean. And then now they got a field goal. And then the momentum. Was no there. field goal. It would have been turnover on downs. That was a fourth down play. So that's a turnover on down. So you got to think about it like that. I mean, it could have changed everything. And then maybe Brock Purdy don't get hurt. You know, so there's all kinds of stuff, man. Exactly. So you got to throw. You you got to throw it. I understand saving everything, but. Yeah, they you get two challenges for a reason. Yeah, and that's why I don't I don't deal with the what ifs because you can go all day with that and we I don't now nah, we ain't doing that. <laughs> I'm a realist, bro. <laughs> Ryan. But what if? Uh, you know what I'm saying? What if Ryan? Ryan, what if Brock Purdy would have stood in that game, man? What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I just think the whole game was just a series of unfortunate events. It's really what it boiled down to. Yeah, the I mean the first you know, critical event was that fourth, that fourth down, uh, no challenge. But I think even after that, the Niners will give them credit. They still showed a lot of fight, even being down to seven, they came back, they tied it up with that CMC touchdown. Um, at that point, at that point in the game, they had already lost Brock Purdy, but I felt that when they tied it up, they were back in it. Um, what the real the real issue is after that, even though yes they were handicapped playing with Josh Johnson, at least they still had a quarterback. Um, but dude, just just flag after flag after flag. I think two straight drives or there was like three flags on on one drive, four flags on another. Just back breaking plays one after another after another after another. And um, when really like most of the season, they hadn't been like that. It, they, they were really pretty disciplined all season. Um, I think I attributed a lot of it to losing Brock. Um, it was kind of a combination of losing your starting quarterback, trying to fight, getting calls, being undisciplined on defense. And then <clears throat> the total backbreaker when I knew the game was over was that the, the minute 30 before the half when Josh Johnson fumbled the ball. Um, he did his you know, best Cam uh, Newton impression. Yeah, fumbled the ball, got it back. They scored another th- another score. It's just like, dude, like when I saw that, I was like, I think it's over. Yeah, you got and he got the concussion. 
like shortly and shortly after the you know start of the second half um it's just a series of unfortunate events it sucks like i think had brock pretty had played um even with the no challenge on the fourth down call on the on that first drive i think if if purdy had played and hadn't gotten injured it would have been still a really close game but uh yeah it's just that's kind of how it shakes out they just had a really really bad day yeah that's one of the the days that you want to have during the regular season so you can get it all figured out at the beginning actually but yeah no there was a bunch of penalties i know how you i know how you feel man because when Derek carr got hurt before we went to the playoffs his mvp year we were supposed to win the super bowl that year and uh you know it kind of it kind of feels the same way so i know how i know how you feel when you got cheated so the one thing i was wondering in the middle of the game is like wasn't wasn't jimmy garoppolo supposed to be like cleared by this time yeah and i was thinking like dude like why going into an nsc championship game why the hell do we not have like garoppolo cleared to at least be the backup because it would have been one of those cases again where okay pretty gets hurt we're going back to jimmy g and it would be at least you would have some spark of life you know what i mean because it seems like that's what always happens with jimmy g like he gets injured he gets benched and then the guy in front of him gets hurt, and then it's like, oh, shit, we're going back to Jimmy G. And then, you know, he ends up winning the game for you. Yeah, no, I think from what I heard that he still wasn't uh, ready to come back or something. I don't know. something. But, yeah, no, they said that he should be ready by – I remember, like, at the end of the season, they said that he should be ready by the NFC uh, championship game or the conference championship game. So, but, yeah, I don't know. Maybe he was just trying to save himself, doesn't want to get injured again. But it is what it is. Congratulations to Philadelphia, man. They handled business. Uh, but Jay, I, it, that, that offense really didn't have that well of a game. Yes, they put up a lot of points, but the the stat the stat line, man, you could see that it was mainly caused by 49ers penalties because uh, what uh, J- uh, Jalen Hurts ended up with like 100, 140 yards passing or something like that. Not, nothing crazy, um, but it was mainly it was rushing touchdowns, and they had some really good, really good schemes on the ground, especially in the red zone. So, uh, shout out, shout out to them because they had that RPO going. They're trying to lock it down with uh, they're trying to lock it down on Jalen Hurts so he doesn't get the uh, touchdown. But boom, you got Miles Sanders and uh, what's his other what's the other dude's name? Boston Scott. Got Boston Scott and then Gay and 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 Kenneth Gainwell, yeah. So yeah, Kenneth Gainwell. My stepson, uh, Miles Sanders. Man, we got a love hate relationship, man. That guy, man. I mean, yeah, he he had some he had some uh, good runs too, though, man. But uh, yeah, three rushing touchdowns. They say I think they had right. Yeah, yeah. It was based. It was all off those RPOs. You had Miles Sanders season. He had his big breakout last week, and in the Super Bowl, he's going to go for four fantasy points. It, man. I like it. He's already gonna get paid this offseason. Who Sanders? I hope not. Should stick with Gainwell. Yeah, I really hope not. But um, yeah. Anything else that you guys want to talk about on that game? Nah, that game was over at halftime. It was Philly to the Super Bowl, man. That's a uh, game one. Game two, KC versus Cincinnati. Ryan, you want to uh kick this one off for us? Senior? Yeah. Uh, this is a good game. Definitely, you know, stuck around and watched this one with my dad. Um, it was entertaining. Not you know, not super high scoring, kind of what I expected. You know, 
um, just a shootout back and forth, two great quarterbacks. Um, I I was kind of pulling for the Bengals personally, just because of the way, man, the, the balls that the Bengals have, Joe Burrow to, you know, on fourth and six to go, go down the field of Jamar Chase in that fourth, I think it was fourth quarter. Um, to me, I thought that was like, like a game defining play when I, when they hit that fourth on the fourth and six down the field of Jamar chase, I was like, shoot, they're going to win this game. <laughs> um, but I think the refs intervened a little bit more than we would have liked. Um, there are some pretty suspect calls. There was a no call on what I thought was a pass um, roughing the passer call against Burrow or should have been against Kansas city uh, on Burrow. Didn't call it. They continued down the field. I think they scored. And then, you know, on the inverse, in those final couple minutes, I thought they were going to make the drive. They don't. KC comes back, and uh, they had that that roughing the passer call in the last second that uh, got them in the field goal range. So, um, overall, I thought it was a good game. I would have preferred to see the Bengals go up against Philadelphia. I just think the Bengals would have had a better chance. But, uh, yeah. yeah, what can you say? It's, it's Mahomes. That is true. What's up? What, what do you got for us, Paul? That uh, I think it was right before halftime when uh, Cincinnati they didn't get that. Also, they didn't get that call that late hit. I think it was on Joe Mixon going out of bounds. That was a big one too. And then you kind of see how you know Pat Mahomes is going to get his call. Yeah, it was a late hit out of bounds, but just the calls, like Ryan said, were just they were just they, they weren't on top of them, man. I mean, it felt way too one sided. Um. Kind of almost felt like it was scripted, you know, but uh, I don't want to say all that. <laughs> but I mean, hey, it was a good game to watch. Other than other than the penalties, man, you know, it was it was something fun to watch. Uh, I, yeah, that fourth, I thought the same thing Ryan thought when when Jamar Chase caught that fourth and six. Huh? Yo, I thought that the Bengals are going for sure, and I really wanted the Bengals to go. Never win in a Super Bowl, and well, we get Kansas City, and I'm not a fan of Kansas City for you know <clears throat> my own reasons. But um, it was a good game, though. I enjoyed it. Yeah, no. Uh, the refing in that game was pretty, pretty bad, man. Um, but for me, I was going for the Bengals as well. I, I love the Bengals. Uh, they're a good team. Thought they were really going to do it. I really thought they were going to pull that one out. What was up with that replay of third down? What was the whole point of the ref stopping the play? I don't get that. Like, it's third down. You call the playoff, the play still happens. You know what I'm saying? They have to redo it. Obviously, they still get, you know, they still get shut down. But what was that? That was the most weirdest call I've ever, non-call or whatever it was, I've ever seen in a playoff game. They said that they couldn't hear it. I mean, this is, you know, it's Arrowhead. It's so loud. Um, it's one of the loudest stadiums, I think, or if not the loudest stadium. So, I mean, you could see the ref jumping right before i mean it was like a split second before he started running out there and then they called it dead and this guy's over here running the rep almost got ran over on a route you know what i mean so it was it was kind of crazy but the whole play went through and yeah luckily you know they were able to stop him like you said but it was just so noisy in there man it, it was just crazy loud but what was the point of them stopping the play i can't remember what it was i don't know i don't know it wasn't a timeout i think it was um the clock. I think the clock was stopped and it was supposed to be running or something. It was some some very minor. Wasn't they added like a couple seconds back on the clock because it wasn't right. Gotcha. But also, uh, Joseph Asai, man, you have to pay attention in the biggest game 
to get your team to this Super Bowl. Why, why, why in the hell would you go and hit somebody when they're already out of bounds? Like, you have to be aware of your surroundings. That was, I think, the nail in the coffin, which was really what cost them because what they would have had like a 50-yarder, right? And the whole, the whole night, both teams were staying away from 50-plus-yard kicks because I think it was the wind that was um, like pretty bad over there. So just... Just knowing that that extra 15 yards gave him a chip shot win, that's that's that one has to hurt. I know he was crying and everything, but, man, you just have to be aware. You can't be doing stupid shit like that in, in the biggest game, pretty much closest, the second biggest game. Sorry, Super Bowl's the biggest one. But uh, shout out to the Chiefs, man. It was a good game. They're back again. Uh, is this... KC team, the closest that we've had to uh, a dynasty team um, like the Patriots? Paul? Dynasties, we're talking about multiple championships. So no, 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 I said, is this the closest? You already got them in the Super Bowl multiple years. I mean, just because they haven't won back to back to back, but they're back in their third one. You're talking about like, of them being the greatness on how they're playing, right? Yeah, that's why I said, is this the closest that we've got to a dynasty team? I didn't call them a dynasty team yet. I, I mean, I would say so. I mean, but that's what I'm saying. You add, you add another Super Bowl ring, man. Yeah, I think they're right there. I think, I mean, you think, look at them, the players they got. They're going to be good for a long time. Just, just looking at the quarterback position, uh, Pat Mahomes, he's still a young guy. He's gotten paid. He's there. He signed a seven or ten year something outrageous contract I've, I've never seen a quarterback get so he's gonna be there for a long time travis kelsey doesn't look like he's aging i mean you could put any receiver out there uh the defense plays uh when it when they when they need to play they didn't play good all year but they want to play good in the playoffs and then when it comes down to the super bowl this team is playing great football andy reed is i don't know if he gets enough credit you know he, when andy reed was in in philadelphia you know he he was doing everything in Philadelphia. He was great. He was making playoffs. He even had a Super Bowl appearance. You know, he had great teams. I mean, it all starts with the coaching, and it also starts – I mean, you got good coaching, and you got a great quarterback. Yeah, you, you can do good things for, for a long time. What are your thoughts, Ryan? Yeah, it's probably the closest. I, I'd agree. I mean, they're not a dynasty yet, but it's it's the next closest thing. Um. If they shoot, if I mean, if they win next week, you could probably start the dynasty talk. Good chance, yeah. Like Paul said, you you have Mahomes, you're gonna be good. as long as you have Mahomes, you're gonna have a chance. Um, just like what Burrow said with the Bengals, you know, as long as the as long as they have Burrow, they're gonna have a chance to win. So. Yeah, no, with that that offense too is is cooking, especially with uh Pistachio in that backfield. Man, that kid came out of left field. He's handling business for them. He's playing like he's a five-year vet, man. Like, he's playing some some really good ball. I'm liking what they're doing, man. Um, but, yeah, I think that this is, for me, is the next closest thing that we've had to a dynasty in a, in a while. Um, we'll, we'll, see, we'll see how it uh, all plays out. Uh, Super Bowl, man. Uh, I don't, which Super Bowl is this, guys? 50. Super Bowl in the fifties, right? We got the we got the KC Chiefs versus the Philadelphia Eagles out there in Arizona. It's 
gonna be a good one. Um, I think I'm gonna be like uh, Nick Bosa and not watch it, but we'll see. <laughs> but that takes us right into the next segment, which is the Super Bowl and our predictions, our quick predictions of, you know, who's gonna win. Start with you, Ryan. Um, if I'm going to follow the script here, then it'll probably be the Eagles. Um, <laughs> no, I don't know. I mean, I'll say. <laughs> I think we got our title, bro, for the, for the Apple. Yeah, the title of oh. this episode is the script. <laughs> uh, I think everything is scripted. 2002 Western Conference Finals, that was scripted. Scripted. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to look for my notepad and just open it up. Yeah, NFL says. Uh... <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, what's kind of crazy is like if I was to believe there really was like a script um, conspiracy, I would say, oh, yeah, this is easily going to Mahomes and the Chiefs. You got your golden boy, Mahomes. He's the face of the, of the you know, the NFL. He's going to win it. Um, but, yeah, I'll give you guys just I think it's going to be a tight game. I think that Casey's defense has they've really have come alive the last few weeks of the season. I expect them to show up. I expect Chris Jones to be a force. Um, on the flip side, the Eagles, Eagles have been good all year, dude. I've had that defense on my fantasy team. They're they averaged like 10 or 11 points a game. They're rock solid. They got even better at the trade deadline, getting in Tomic and Sue. Um, it's gonna be a tight game. My score prediction, I think it's gonna be. 24 21 Chiefs. You said 20 what? 24 21 Chiefs. Nice. Paul? Um I'm going I'm going I'm going with the Eagles, man. I think uh I think Jalen Hurts is going to do enough to to what whatever the defense is going to give him. If they're going to make him throw the ball, I think he's going to he can he can do it through the air. I've already said that plenty of times, man. This guy's got a good arm. Um if they want to, if they want to try to stop those guys, uh, the receivers, if Smith and AJ Brown, he's gonna beat you with the run. So they got to figure out what they really got to do to stop this guy. I really haven't seen anybody stop him, so their guess is as good as mine. Uh, I, I see, I see Jalen Hurts taking this game over one, whichever way. I see him being the MVP, and uh, and if it's not him, I see my boy Miles Sanders going for 150 yards and two tugs. So. Um, my thing, I'm taking the Eagles. I'm thinking it's going to be like 27-20, win by a touchdown, and it's going to be it's going to be real exciting to watch, man. Uh, I I think it's going to be it's going to be one of those maybe even the last possession, maybe win it twenty game tied twenty twenty, and then he takes him down there for a last minute touchdown. Yeah, no, I you know I agree with your takes. I mean. I think my gut tells me that it's gonna be the Eagles. For some reason, like I just look at the Eagles and they just look like like they got all the pieces to win the championship. Um but my I guess my my head or my heart tells me that it's there's still Mahomes on the other side and Kelsey. Um and you got those two guys and a defense that will stand up, you got a chance. As for me, man. Look, I was going to use these stats last. Uh, actually, I was doing like a little promo thing. Um, I was going to do like a little quick uh, something for Instagram. And I had these, pu I pulled these stats off of um, Amazon AWS, the next gen stats. Uh, 
There's four teams that have a QB pressure rate above 12%. San Francisco is one. And then you got Philadelphia. Brandon Graham, uh, he has a 15.5% uh, QB pressure rate. You got Hassan Reddick, 15.4. You got Jay Sweat at 14.7. And then you got uh, Jay Hargrave at 13.2. These are all defensive linemen, man. That line is stacked. They're playing lights out, man. And you got Graham and Reddick who are playing even at a higher level than they were in the regular season. Um, I feel like the only thing that's scary is for Philadelphia is their linebacking core. Not not so good. They're not too hot. So going up against uh, a Travis Kelsey, you got these fast uh, slot receivers and uh, Juju. You also got, uh, you got Tony over there. Um, I feel like it's going to be if – if Mahomes can get that ball out quick, I think it's going to be a long day for Philadelphia. But obviously, um, Mahomes is dealing with that high ankle sprain. If he cannot get out of that pocket, and that pocket is collapsing, it might be another situation of 49ers and Eagles where you got a, a Mahomes just getting pounced on all game long. Um their pass protection needs to be up there. Um, that run game needs to to get off. They need to have um, – I think they need to rush for 100. You got to have Kelsey, you know, doing his thing. You got to have every receiver. I think that this last game, Patrick Mahomes threw it to 10 different people, if I'm not mistaken, or something like that. He was distributing that ball. So if he can do that same thing – Casey can win, but I just feel like this Philadelphia's defense and their line is just way too good. And I think they're going to get to Mahomes a little too much, man. Just going to get him throwing off balance. They're, he's not going to be able to do what he wants, especially with a high ankle sprain that usually lasts a few weeks. Um, I feel like Philadelphia takes this one, man. I feel like it's going to be 28-14 Philly, and they will be crowned champs. Hey, uh, Travis Kelsey had 14 receptions on 17 targets, so you know he's not going to be mobile when he's going to make those quick dimes. I mean, I think I think at halftime he had 10 receptions, didn't he, for like 60 yards. So exactly what you're saying, that high ankle is going to limit that yeah, mobility and then just say, you know, I got to get out quick, and, the, and there he is. Yeah, I, I, I still see Kelsey getting maybe 15 receptions. He, it's possible to me. It's one of the things I talked about in the last pod, too, is that Andy Reid and just changing the script you know, how they, how they approach the offense with this high ankle sprain. Um, probably going to do the same thing in this game too, I would imagine. Yeah, that was my keys to victory actually last week for the 49ers was to distribute that ball quick because of that pass rush. I felt like it would have been, it needed to be more of a West Coast offense style compared to just drop back, sit in the pocket because obviously that pocket's collapsing way too quick. They are, they are fast. They're strong. They bully that. They bully in the trenches. This is this is exactly what Paul likes. That beef right in the middle. <laughs> oh, Don't get, excited, Don't get excited! Don't get me going. It's that ninety-five percent beef, man. It's all you know. what I'm saying it's just that. It's all lean. It's all lean. You know what I'm saying? I'm telling you, it's that lean beef in there. Man. You know what I'm saying? Exactly that. <laughs> they are Philadelphia is no joke, man. You seen it. You seen it against the 49ers. They they took they took us out 
all the way. Yep, they, that's what they did. They just cleaned us up in that first quarter. They said, y'all done. Put a fork in them. <laughs> um, next week, yo, we're all live together. Finally, man, we're gonna be uh, we're gonna be at Jose's house, man. We're doing a live podcast, Super Bowl edition, Super Bowl edition. It's gonna be a fun one. We got uh, you know, pretty much all Super Bowl coverage mainly. Um, with some fantasy stuff in there for you guys, DFS type of stuff. We got a, a special Cobra Corner for you guys. We're coming. Uh, it's going to be a fun one. I feel like uh, finally all of us in one room, we're going to be able to feed off each other. It's going to be it's going to be a dope podcast, man. So remember, next week, Thursdays, 8 p.m. Pacific. And I want to say we're going to be live on YouTube as well. So you ain't got to just check us out on Twitch.tv. You'll be able to check us out on the This Is Your Fantasy Pod YouTube page. Um, also, make sure you, go, you guys go and follow the Twitch.tv forward slash uh, T-I-Y-F pod. Um, we're, I'm going to make sure that in like two weeks we're going to be over there. If not next week, we'll probably we'll test some stuff out. But make sure you go follow that page. We're going to be there. Hey, what's up? We still, You guys still want to do the parlay um, <clears throat> prop picks for Super Bowl? Oh, uh, yeah. We can do that. Yeah, yeah. I think we should do one of those, man, especially being Super Bowl. Be exciting to watch oh, yeah. a little something on it and, and have some fun with it. Yeah. Definitely. I'm down with that. Maybe we could even try to put up a DFS lineup. We can I'll see how that works. Only got two teams. We'll see how that goes. Yeah. For sure t- Travis Kelsey's gonna be a tight end one. <laughs> I wonder how much it'll cost. I wonder what it's gonna look like. I wonder if they're even gonna do one. We'll check it out, man. I'll check it out for sure. <laughs> I can't imagine what the salaries are gonna be. Kelsey's gonna be nine thousand. <laughs> Gotta be seven. Yeah, for real. <laughs> oh man, yeah. The props, though, man. I really like the idea with the props. Like, yeah, it's we, it's fun, man. Yeah, I'm curious to see what what the props are, the what the lines are right now. I'll have to take a look. Get a whole. I'll print out a whole little sheet for everybody. We have a live sheet, and we just do it all live on the pod for next Thursday. Like, like what's the what's the rushing prop for Mahomes with the bad ankle? Oh, Ooh, I, I like that. that up for you right now, if you want to check, give me a second. Like I thought, I saw it was something really low, but I have a feeling. I mean, even on a bad ankle, we saw it last week. Like he'll he'll get out the pocket if he really has to. All right. Well, what well, well, look like a pirate on a peg leg. While Paul's getting to that, man, I'm going to uh, give you guys an update for our DraftKings, man. It was horrible. We did as bad as the 49ers did. We just got demolished. We scored a whole 87.9 points, man. And we had a total winnings of zero. Goose eggs, man. Nothing but goose eggs for us. Um, Joe Burrow. Oh, sorry. Uh, Ryan's favorite son, CMC, got us the most points with 20. Um, Georgie Kittle, ice cold. Debo Samuels, ice cold. 49ers defense, ice cold. Uh, Kadarius Tony, ice cold. Jamar Chase, they said he's ice cold, but he gave us 13. Um, yeah, he was all right. P. Ryan gave us 11. Pacheco gave us 13. And Burrow gave us 15, man. So I thought. For the most, I mean, for out of four games, we did pretty well on the running backs. I guess we could have went with Miles Sanders, but I mean, 
all of three of our running back produced. The, I really like that P Ryan pick, man. Do you see the snap split between? Yeah, Pierce, it was like forty-three to twenty-seven. Yeah, I saw that. And now with Mixon and his, you know, off the field issues, probably going to be like sixty snaps for P Ryan. Oh no, wait, he's he's out. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, going back to it, uh, check this out, Ryan. Here we go. Rushing yards for Pat Mahomes. The over and under is nineteen and a half yards. Wow. That's a lot. Hey, check this one out. Kenneth Gangwell, over and under 19 and a half yards. That's an easy rushing. one, bro. That's a over all day. That's, that's rushing. What's what's his reception line? His reception line in last week's game was one and a half receptions. He Reception. I think he went over it too. His is one point one and a half. One and a he half. Needs two, he needs two catches. I like that one a lot. Yeah, Travis Kelsey, he uh he seven and a half over and under on receptions. Ooh, I like that one too. AJ Brown, five and a half. Devonta Smith, five and a half. And then you got Miles Sanders too. Miles Sanders, uh, he didn't really catch that much. Um, he's more just handing it off, but he's he's one and a half also for receptions. It pays like it, it pays to do it early, doesn't it? I like Gainwell a lot. A little bit. <clears throat> like I'm just looking at it right now. Like, hey, there's some. That's that's not bad. And rushing, yeah, the rushing yards look pretty. Jalen Hurts, fifty yards over and under. That's that's kind of like iffy, depending on how they stuff that run or how they want to stop it. You know what I mean? Um, who was your boy? Uh, Pistachio, forty-eight and a half yards. That's interesting. Yeah, so I'm gonna print all this stuff out, or I might just uh, snapshot it, send you guys some e- uh, send emails. You guys take a look at it, do some homework, and uh, it might change a little bit for uh, if we do it next Thursday. But it shouldn't be too bad. That pistachio prop's not bad, man. Especially with Mahomes on a bum ankle. Yeah, they're gonna they gotta try to at least at least kind of favor him a little bit. Last one I want to bring up. The uh, over and under passing touchdowns. Pat Mahomes, two and a half. Jalen Hurts, one and a half. So we'll leave it like that, man. Hmm. Just some you guys to think about. Some good ones, man. There's some there's some good ones. That that Kenneth Gangwell though is a no brainer. I think we should just go right after that. For sure, I agree. The, the rushing prop or the are the receptions? Both. <laughs> I think. Yeah, I, I was gonna say I like I like both of them. Yeah, I might even do a quick one right now. Pull four real quick and just hit the and yeah. lock that in. I think those yeah those Gainwell ones are good. I really good. Let me see real quick. I'm looking at the Eagles. So so Kenneth Gainwell had 14 carries for 48 yards. He had the most carries for for Philadelphia. Forty eight yards. Better, honestly. Yeah. Like he he looked better than Sanders. Sanders just he got he got the good you know the opportunities in the in the red zone. But. Yeah, he had eleven carries for forty two yards with two TDs. How about this one? Receiving yards. Miles Sanders over and under four four point five yards. Ooh, he had one for three yards last week. That's it. Yeah. Dang, see, no wonder. Kenneth Gainwell had two receptions for twenty-six yards. Hey, one. Re- hey, give me one reception for five yards, and we're he got it. Oh, you know. 
Like, come on, man. Are you serious? You can't give me one reception for five yards? Um, hasn't he uh, let you down a couple of times? Uh, <laughs> you know, I, think a, I think a lot of it is just game script dependent. Like, what kind of game script do we project? Like, I mean, with the Niners game, I kind of felt I don't I don't know how I felt before the game, but I know in the game, the minute Purdy went down, that turned into like for on the Philly side, that was all about the run. It was you know knowing that the Niners don't have a quarterback, they were just going to run the crap out of the ball no matter what. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, man. I mean, I don't really feel like this game, unless unless they somehow you know take out Mahomes with an injury. Um, I think you know KC is definitely going to put up a fight, and uh, I would I would actually I'd probably expect now the more I think about it I probably expect the Eagles to run less and to pass more, but that that Gainwell prop I still like that a lot like yeah. like he is their receiving back. Um, you, so you think you think that uh, the Eagles will pass more? I do. If it's a closer game, I I'm, I think they're going to pass more. And then if we remember. Um, Casey's defense is their their passing defense is one of the worst. They were one of the worst for most of the season. So probably the last like the end of the season they started to get a little bit better. Um, but I think you know that's probably where they're most susceptible. Yeah, I. Oh, well, go, go ahead. I was gonna say I still don't see Philadelphia getting uh, away from the RPO. That's pretty much their bread and butter. I was just going to say, uh, oh, real quick, Ryan, uh, passing yards for that game over and under Jalen Hurts, 246. Ooh. 246. And Pat Mahomes, 295. Ooh. Jeez. Yeah. We got some homework to do, boys. All right. Let's just. <laughs> I'll send, like I said, I'll send the clips and we can just start brainstorming. We'll get maybe, I'm even down to do two of them, man. Let's you go. Know, you put 30, 30 bucks on six, pays you like 500, man. You hit six of them. I'll send you, I'll send you 20 on the, uh, on the Apple Pay tonight. All right. And then I'll send you guys, I'll send you guys the info. And I think we should do two, though. That will, And then we'll just have it ready. One, one, I think we should do off and then one we'll do live. Yeah, no, that sounds good. Hey, so we only got a balance of $25 in the DraftKings, man. What are we doing with that? You want to figure that out next week? We'll figure that out next week. We'll send yeah, we'll, we'll send somebody $25. <laughs> That'll get you like a Starbucks or some gas. <laughs> we'll figure something out, man. Sorry that we, you know what I'm saying? It was it was just a it was just a bad day all around. Oh, we'll go pitch in and get him a, get him a get him a shirt or a beanie, man. Ooh, I like it. Oh, that that's what we could do. Yeah. Get you some some merchandise. Well pitch you and get you some, man. Kinda interesting. Like I might have to go back and look at the old episodes just to see all the ups and downs of DraftKings through the season. I mean, we had a few weeks there where you hit pretty good. They were hot. Yeah. I think we won what two hundred dollars one day? Yeah. Two fifty. Two fifty. You right. We were out there. That was two weeks ago. Yeah. But yeah, man. Next up, next up, we got them player rankings. Back to fantasy football, we go. That's what we all. That's what we here for, man. It's the uh, fantasy football podcast. We I know we starting a very early, but look, man, you can't start early enough. We're here to help you guys win championships, multiple 
So, I mean, we're not going to get away from it. We back to it, especially with the down week. Um, first up, man, we got our top 12 quarterbacks, man, um, from this season. But first, man, let's kick it off with how, uh, the top 12 who were like the top 12 predictions from the beginning of the season. So, you want to, um, Paul, you want to uh, start with that? Yeah, you're talking about from last year, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we all looked at it like, <clears throat> like going into the going into the season. You know what I mean? Hey, who's who's the number one quarterback? Josh Allen didn't move anywhere in a lot of people's minds. So you took Josh Allen automatically. I think everybody had him on his on the draft board at QB number one, and it's still, you know, that's not a bad pick. You know what I mean? You draft Josh Allen anytime. <clears throat> on your team, you're going to be happy with the results. Uh, so I'll, I'll a quick rundown of, of last year's. It went Josh Allen, quarterback one, Justin Herbert two, Pat Mahomes three, Lamar Jackson four, Jalen Hurts five, Kyler Murray six, Joe Burrow seven, Russell Wilson was up there at QB eight, um, Tom Brady at QB nine, Dak Prescott at 10, Trey Lance at 11, and Aaron Rodgers at 12. So those were those were your top 12 going into earlier this season before the draft. Lots has changed, guys. If you look at from those top 12 quarterbacks to our rankings now, from what they ended the season on, which one's this, which one stands which one stands out to you though, Ryan? At all those top 12 quarterbacks I just named, which one which one was nowhere near? I remember the the names you just listed off. I I'll mean, give you a couple you ones. List, I'll give you a couple. Kyler, Kyler Murray, Russell yeah. Wilson, Tom yeah. Brady, Dak Prescott. Yeah, you know it was really like the midfield of the midfield quarterbacks are the ones that just killed you this season. Yeah, like the the tier one guys, you know, that you called out, like the Allens, Mahomes, Hurts. I mean, if you had one of them, you were pretty much rock solid all year. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Murray was a disaster. Lamar Jackson started off super hot and then got injured. That kind of hurt you. Yeah. Um, Herbert was a, was a disappointment. Yeah, but that's the injuries. I think we talked about that, you know, yeah. the supporting cast, you said. Um, yeah, I mean, you don't have your number one receiver and your number two receiver. You, your your stats aren't going to be the same. Uh, for, for me, man, I think it was Russ. Russ was supposed to go change Denver. He was supposed to change everything about that, about that team. That's biggest bust. I think biggest bust in uh, twelve top twelve right there for sure. That's a good point. And actually, it, it kind of spread beyond just Russell Wilson. It was all his ancillary in, in pieces too. Like, like we were drafting Cortland Sutton in the fourth round. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, Javonta <laughs> Williams. I mean, he got hurt, but he he was good until he got injured. Um, but yeah, I mean that whole offense just tanked. <laughs> yeah. And everybody was mad at Russ, man. Yeah. Still mad at Russ, man. I drafted him early in one of my other leagues. I'm thinking, oh yeah, this this guy's gonna perform well. Man. Watch him come out and be a top eight QB next season. Yeah, whatever, man. Good for him. <laughs> if Good for him if he can. But yeah, those th- those quarterbacks, hey, even Trey Lance, your boy Trey Lance was in that. You know, he oh, went yeah. kind of early a little bit too. So you got Trey Lance at number QB eleven here. Um yeah. talk about that one. He got he got injured. He got, I mean. hurt. He got hurt. But but, but I say like this, but I'll say like this. 
from what I've seen and how inaccurate he was those those few games that he played. Ah, nah, not close to not close to the top fifteen, man. Really? I think he needs oh, a lot of work, man. Fun. It's gonna be fun because when I give you my top twelve, he needed he needed, uh, he needed a lot. Of, I felt like he just needed a lot of work. Um, again, a little, a, a, a little bit. He played one season. Like you got to remember that. So he's played one a one full season of football in the past what four years. So before that, he was injured for a whole season. Got drafted to the 49ers, Backed up Jimmy after that. This is supposed to be his season. Gets injured again. Hasn't played a full season yet, and I think that was the difference between why he looked uh, rusty or he had those inaccuracies compared to Brock Purdy, who played four full seasons at Iowa, was able to come in and just play football. Yeah, I don't know, man. He's got to he's got to beat out another quarterback, so uh, <laughs> he's not going to be for me. That San Francisco quarterback uh, camp, I don't know, man. You just got to see. Brock, that's Brock Purdy's job, if I'm not mistaken, right? Uh, Purdy's going to be out for a while, man. Six months. He was supposed to have time. Supposed to have Tommy Johns. He had a, a second opinion. He doesn't need the Tommy Johns, um, so he will. It's going to be six months. So he'll be back by training camp. We'll see how it goes, though. Trey Lance supposed to be back in the next three weeks. He's going to have a full off season again. To get prepared, but it's gonna be a full blown quarterback competition again. If that's the case, yeah. And then uh, another one on that rankings: uh, Tom Brady was a QB nine going into this year. What do you guys think about Tom Brady? Farewell season. Declined season. A season to forget. <laughs> I know it was the guy who rode him uh, all season. <laughs> um, Tom Brady one time yeah. uh, One time And then uh, another one Aaron Rodgers at 12 I mean he didn't perform He wasn't He wasn't Aaron Rodgers the year before But he didn't have He didn't have his number one target I mean obviously that made a big difference And I if mean, you got players out there Dropping passes left and right at the beginning of the season Yeah yeah, he was good for fourteen to sixteen fantasy points a week. That was the and the max was like eighteen to twenty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a lot of names on that on our pre-draft from the, earlier this year. I mean, way different. If you look at it now, and I have the numbers right here from the top twelve quarterbacks on what they performed after this season. Just to just to give you the top three: Pat Mahomes. 428 fantasy points for the year. Josh Allen, 412 fantasy points for the year. And then Jalen Hurts, 384 fantasy points. I think Ryan talked about this uh, in one of the pods before. There's a there's the tiers of quarterbacks where these guys are giving you 25 plus points a game, and then the tier just drops. Yep. Go ahead, Ryan. I know you know more about this, but more than me, uh, better than me. So. Um, spot on this was um this season of fantasy was probably the biggest you had the biggest discrepancy between your tier one quarterbacks and your tier twos than we've had in probably over 10 years um the point per game difference like paul mentioned was it was somewhere around that four to five points per game difference between having uh like a josh allen patrick mahomes jalen hurts compared to having somebody like 
somebody good but serviceable like a Kirk Cousins or you know one of those guys in that range would get you you know generally if you had an elite quarterback it was good for anywhere from five to eight points per week which is huge I mean you're talking about like a low-end flex player extra (laughs) Um, so I I think as we go further into the offseason we start to look at our rankings and trends and what we're actually looking at for next season I think it's going to be fair to ask if we're going to see that trend continue this next season, or if we'll see maybe a a regression to the mean for the mid range quarterbacks being a little bit more serviceable. Um, One thing to note too is scoring across the board for the NFL and for fantasy points was down by roughly what I, what I last read, it was down, I think about three to 4% compared to last season. So just overall scoring was down period. Um, so that kind of makes it interesting. <clears throat> Running backs had a rough year this year, which we'll talk about here in a little bit. But um, I, I think it plays a plays a factor just in overall like league scoring, and it's definitely affected the quarterback, especially the the lower end quarterbacks are the ones that saw the worst. Yeah, so, good point. Well, well, exactly. Well, I want to add because I know we talked about the Pat Mahomes, Josh Allen, and Jalen Hurts. Um, Joe Burrow is he is he in that category? I mean, because if, if I'm going to read you his stats right here. So it left off at Jalen Hurts at 384, Joe Burrow 368 in 17 games, averaging 21 points. I think he's in that tier. I agree. I, I think he is too. Um, as long as his, as long as he has help, healthy weapons, Jamar Chase, T, T. Higgins, he's a tier one, in my opinion. Yeah, because then that's where I look at the next tier in fantasy. Those guys are all averaging 20-plus points. So now – those are top four, top four quarterbacks. Now we're going into number five, which is going to surprise a lot of people in Geno Smith as the number five quarterback in fantasy at 314 fantasy points, averaging 18.52. Geno so Smith. The, the drop from four to five was like a roughly 50 points. Yep. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> a lot, man. Yeah. So you see, this is, that's, that's your big drop right there. Damn. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, Gino played a hey, he had a hell of a year, man. Gino, I I don't give Gino enough credit. I think it's a one year wonder. I mean, I I'm staying for me, I'm staying away from Gino this year cuz I don't know, man. Yeah, he's got, you know, DK and he's got a young running back, but man, I if you're going to draft a quarterback, unless you get Gino in a good round, man, then maybe, but him at, at quarterback number five in fantasy overall from this last year, uh, you, you gotta you gotta see where he slides because I don't I don't hope nobody would take him so high on a draft board. Um, I don't know how you guys feel about Gino going into next year. Well, he'll be, he, he'll be a late pick. He will definitely be a late pick, but you got to remember he pretty much led the NFL in completion rating all season long. Like that was the one thing he was completing passes um, every game at a high level. So. I know that he's not high on people's list, but uh, if he's still the quarterback um, for for uh, Seattle next year, um, I, I don't think he's a one-year wonder. You got to remember, he sat for three years behind Russell Wilson, and he learned that offense, the ins and outs, and that's exactly why um, you draft a quarterback and have them sit for a year or two so they can learn from that those veterans and and understand the playbook and they can come in and do things like what Gino did. Obviously, he ended the year at 69.8 completion rating, man. 
He had 30 touchdowns and 11 interceptions. He threw for over 4,000 yards. So, I mean, you can't really deny the man. You can say he's a one-year wonder, but I, I, I don't think so. I think next year, if he's still on Seattle and they go draft a, a, a quarterback, he's still going to be running the show until he, until he gives them a reason not to. And obviously, you still got DK, and you still you still got the run game with Ken Walker. You still have um, what's the old man? What's his name now? I forgot. Uh, uh, the slot receiver. Lockett. Yeah, Lockett. You still got Lockett. He's an old man now. You still got you still got Lockett. Um, I still I, he's probably gonna be he's gonna be one of those ones that gets dropped i think you get him probably like nine or ten if you know what i'm saying but he's he was consistent all year he was really consistent all year you so you can't really say too much the only bad game i think he had was against san francisco i'm just saying i don't want him as my quarterback not quarterback one man that's going into next year who would that's you rather who would you rather have i'd rather have Jalen hurts in the eighth round why wouldn't i well, okay that, he's a <laughs> Showing off here. Yeah. yeah. Uh let's continue. Hey, so th- those are your top five quarterbacks. Or quick. Uh, He's gonna answer recap. the question. <laughs> I didn't get the question out. <laughs> oh, yeah, I didn't get. I was gonna say. So I'm looking at some consensus rankings and a kind of right in the same realm. Would you rather have Geno Smith or a or a healthy, healthy Matt Stafford with a healthy Cooper Cup? I would. I would say Matt. I think, think I'll take, I take Stafford. Yeah. Just because the Cooper Cup, man. By, mm-hmm. I mean, by himself. I mean, I, I could be I could play quarterback and throw it to Cooper Cup wide open. I only got yeah. 10 yards nearest defender. Just Easy throw it money. up, man. Easy yeah, money. Yeah, that's yeah. A, that's a beast. Um, yes, yeah, so a quick recap. You got Mahomes, Allen, Hurts, Burrow, Geno Smith is your top five. Um, go through the next kind of tier uh from six to like six to ten. You got Justin Fields, 306 fantasy points. Uh, Kurt Cousins, 305. Trevor Lawrence, 303. Um, my boy Danny Daniel Jones at 294. You got Jared Goff, 290 points. Jared Goff made the top 10. Shout out to that, man. He was slinging the ball, man. So at I think home, at home the, he was. At home he was. Yeah, I was just gonna say. <laughs> I, I was reading you know Ryan. <laughs> so, so Billy wasn't on this pod. You were in. You were at Levi Stadium. <laughs> but I was telling him the stat. I did a. I did some homework, and uh, if you had Jared and Kirk Cousins on your team, right, on mm-hmm. your fantasy team as your your only two quarterbacks, and you only started the quarterback that was playing at home that week. Or if they were both on the road, which is only twice in the season, there was only two times where they were both on the road, and you played the guy with the better matchup. Yeah, you would have finished with the QB five, but it would have been the QB five, four points behind Joe Burrow. It was like something around three hundred and sixty fantasy. Yeah, three. It would have been three sixty four. Man, that's nuts. It would have been a tier one quarterback. (laughs) I just thought it was interesting. That's nuts, bro crazy that's some crazy stats first guy first guy that pops off on here justin fields i think i think we all talked about how he he brought it uh took his game to another level right yeah yeah whoops sorry hold on i killed i killed paul 
Hold on, Paul. My bad. Oh, so yeah. So Justin Fields is gonna be there as a as a top quarterback. I like Justin Fields a lot. I like how I like those dual uh, quarterbacks um, that can run and, and throw the ball. I mean, yeah, he's passed. He had a couple shots that were like okay. I mean, it's, I mean, you see him throw the deep ball, but it's not as accurate. But he can still get it out there, and but it's a threat. It's not just like okay, we're not gonna we're not gonna uh, go ahead and play play against it or, or or not even do anything about it. But but his legs, man. Look, I, mean, I don't know. He had a couple 100-yard rushing games. Crazy. And, you know, we're getting 10 points. If you're getting 10 points in just rushing yards, you're just going to be eating up the fancy points. So I like Justin Fields this high. Also with Trevor Lawrence uh, right there with him. Kirk Cousins, man. That's your boy, Ryan. I don't know. Kirk Cousins. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I know you started him on the wrong week and almost cost you a a championship. I almost lost. (laughs) How many points did he have on your bench? Oh shoot! Like thirty-four. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah I, like... I saved my season by starting Joey Sly. <laughs> I always like to have thirty points on your bench. Ooh, uh, I didn't make the playoffs. That unfortunately. Who, was, yeah, who hey, was that? I don't know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Justin Fields, Kirk Cousins, Trevor Lawrence. Out of those three, man, what order would you rank those guys if you're drafting them? Justin Fields, so those, those tier two guys. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll, I mean, I'll give you my rankings right now. Let's hear it. I'll just run through the top 12, I guess. Um, I like for this next season, give me QB1, Patrick Mahomes. Josh Allen, number two. Jalen Hurts, number three. But honestly, to me, all three of those guys are interchangeable. Like, I wouldn't sweat if you took Hurts one, Allen one. doesn't matter. Um. Right behind them, number four, Joe Burrow. Number five, Justin Fields. Number six, um, we got to see where he lands, but I like like Lamar Jackson still at number six, just for purely for upside. Um, seven, Justin Herbert. And then this is where it gets dicey, man. At eight, um, I like Trevor Lawrence, um, but I'm a little bit scared of the pick, but I think at eight, you can you could warrant take taking Lawrence with how he played this last year. Um, number nine, I'm gonna go with uh, Kyler Murray. I don't know who his coach is gonna be, but I believe in the talent. And I think at number nine, like that's a hell of a deal if, if you can get Murray that late. Uh, number ten, um, it gets even more dicey. This is where I start leaning towards guys like uh, like Dak, probably at number ten. Just you know, coming with that offense with CD. Um, I wouldn't love it. I'll probably move Dak down the list as we go, but I still, with the pieces he's got, I think he's still going to be good. Um, and then probably at 11, looking at this list, I'm going to lean, um, if he comes back with all the same weapons, I'm going to lean towards Tua at 11. Just if he's healthy, I don't even know if he plays next season, but I like I like him with all the weapons he's got in Miami. Um, and then number 12, it's a toss-up for me. Um, between either Deshaun Watson, Daniel Jones, or if depending on who starts for the Niners, probably you know Trey Lance, or if it's Purdy, then I, I like Purdy too. But that's mine. What does Jose call him? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> you talking about Trey Lance, Trey Area? That's what I'm about, right? <laughs> 
I like that list, man. That's... It's a good list, man. I, I like where you put Trevor Lawrence. I, I, I think that's a safe spot for him, man. Yeah. I, that's kind of where I have him on my on my draft board. Um, maybe honestly, I like Trevor Lawrence. I think he's gonna get better, especially with the addition of uh, Kelvin Ridley coming um, uh, or being unsuspended. So, I like I like that. I mean, I know Justin Herbert had a, had a bad year uh, or a down year uh, with the injuries, but. I think he's right there with Justin Herbert if he if he gets if he can stay consistent all year out how he played at the end of the season. If Aaron Rodgers was to go to the Raiders, I think I'd probably move him up to twelve. That's just me though. I think he might be a little higher than that. I think he's a little higher than that, man. Oh yeah, I, I yeah, he would be in the. We'll just say this: he'd be in the top twelve for sure. Oh yeah, he's easy in the top twelve. I'll take him over Herbert. I'll take him over Fields. I'll take him. You take him over Herbert and Fields. Lamar Jackson. I'll take him over Lamar. I I got him damn near right next to Burrow and right like maybe one or two slots right underneath that. Holy cow! Yeah, I I wasn't going that high. I was thinking like around like eight ish, around like Trevor. You know, you gotta look just with the pieces with Aaron Rodgers. That's what that's what the main thing is is about when you're looking at quarterbacks. The pieces that that they have to succeed in that area. Yeah, come on, man. Like, like you're if Aaron Rodgers went to Indianapolis, are you gonna be excited? Uh as excited as if he goes to Vegas? Probably not. Because I mean, yeah, he's got Pittman, yeah, he's got Taylor. But would you be would you be as excited if he went to the Jets? Because I know that there's a lot of Jets talking. The GM just came out saying that they'll do whatever where they'll pay whatever to get Aaron Rodgers over there. As a fan, is he as looking at looking at it fantasy wise? I wouldn't, you know what I mean? Just because of okay, yeah, Garrett Wilson and, and you got a, a hurt running back and uh Brees Hall, right? I mean, I don't know when he comes back. Just uh, ACL, he should be back soon. Just the ACL, like, bro. They they now. treat ACLs like it's a broken hand these days, man. He'll be out for a year, he'll be good, he'll be. I saw a video of Brees Hall. He's on the he's on the uh, zero gravity treadmill already, doing running and stuff. That's um, that's my point. They the, the ACLs like happen all the time. They're out for what like nine months now. Somehow they got the they got that injuries uh, time limit down. But the explosiveness isn't isn't one hundred percent back yet, though. You know, it's always takes them a little bit longer to get that. To get the, you know, I don't, I don't know what it is. It's like comfortable enough to be able to play on it on how they used to play. It took ETM what a half a season. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So drafting, and you got to wait a half season before you get the the running back you wanted. Oh, you know what I mean? but I think so. Like when I when I hear ACL and anything knee related, I always look back at Saquon. So not this year Saquon, but the previous year when he was you know healthy. Yeah, um, he was okay. I mean, just purely, I mean, off of his talent and stuff like that, he was all right, like a back-end RB1. Yeah. But it wasn't until this season where you got the actual real Saquon. So, I mean, he got something to it, Paul. I, I believe it, you know. Yeah. Makes sense. Uh, I just got to put one note, not getting Aaron Rodgers this year. <laughs> yeah, my, my dad ain't going to let that happen. I'm telling you, man. He might, he might trade He might trade a, a seventh and an eighth, you know, to move up in the draft to get two to get two fourth round picks he's so, like i'm gonna do it it's the fifth yeah, round I'm... Hey, hey you know what he told me I, no he said it on the podcast i'm not gonna draft any raiders <laughs> i'm not gonna do anything raider related i bet you that goes right out the window once he sees the news man i'll tell you right now this guy 
every time. I'll never draft DJ. I'll never put another Raider on my team. Yeah, like four. <laughs> always got it. Always Raider stacked. Oh man. And uh to add to finish off the uh top twelve from last year, Justin Herbert ended up at uh number eleven with uh two hundred and eighty nine fantasy points. And good old Tom the Goat Brady, two hundred and eighty point fantasy points at QB twelve. And that was somebody starting quarterback the whole season with 280 points. So there's your top 12 quarterbacks. I mean, it's you know want to you want to know something though. Tom Brady actually ended up third in yards. He threw over he threw 4600 yards, almost 47. Because they're playing from behind every game, man. He had to keep throwing the football. He threw. 25 touchdowns. He threw 25 touchdowns and nine interceptions. Still had a good year. That's what I'm saying for being 46 years old. That's and that's his down year. That's a down year for Tom. That's too bad the Niners couldn't get him. He's uh he he was sitting right behind Justin Herbert and Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes threw for over 5,000 yards. Justin Herbert was at 47. And then uh, after after Brady, it's Kirk, Burrow, Goff, Allen, Geno, uh, T. Law, uh, Hertz, and then Aaron Rodgers. Damn. There's only what one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. There's nine uh, quarterbacks in the uh, four thousand yard club, and T. Law ended up as one of them. That's nuts, man. <laughs> how many oh. how many TDs did T. Law have? Uh, 25. He went 25 and 8. 25 touchdowns, 8 interceptions. Yeah, he didn't start catching fire till. I mean, he actually started the season hot. And then yeah, he's kind of crazy. Cold. Yeah. I remember when at the beginning of the season, after we had done our draft in Fantasy Family, so I took Trevor Lawrence, I think, in round like 12. Um, he was my QB1. I was getting a bunch of crap for it. And I was trying to talk myself into it. I was like, well, maybe, just maybe, like Trevor Lawrence, he could throw 25 touchdowns. 4,000 yards, and if he gets six rushing TDs, it could be a good year. And then I ended up giving up on his ass after week two. <laughs> yeah, well, he, he he hit the numbers for sure. Yeah, he, hit the numbers, <laughs> he hit the numbers. Could have been a keeper oh, round 12, man. Yeah, I didn't even trade him. Like, I cut his ass. So, Jesus. <laughs> I want it. So, Aaron Rodgers, I want to say was two behind T-Law, and he, he threw for 3,600 yards. But he had 26 touchdowns and uh, 12 interceptions. Jalen Hurts was, like, the closest uh, to getting 4,002. He was at 3,701. And he, with him being injured, I think that's what caused him missing the 4,000-yard uh, club. Yeah, uh, my playoffs, yeah. And yeah, so he had 22 touchdowns and six interceptions. He had a pretty damn good season. Yeah, whoever gets him next year is going to be a real lucky guy. <laughs> Eighth round, huh? <laughs> All right, let's move on to running backs, man. A uh, quick recap from last year's uh, top 12. You got Jonathan Taylor at one, Christian McCaffrey at two, Derek Henry at three, Delvin Cook at four, Austin Eckler at five. Joe Mixon at six, Najee Harris at seven, Nick Chubb eight, uh, Alvin Kamara uh, nine, Saquon at ten, 
DeAndre Swift at 11 and Aaron Jones at 12. Were, was Josh Jacobs in there in that conversation? He was, not, he was not in the top 12 at all. That's crazy because he ended up as the number one running back in the league. And he was my dad's keeper in the third round. So he Smart got man. So he got him. Yeah. I remember the barf emoji from Ant when it came out that Senior is keeping Jacobs. Yeah. <laughs> really? Really, Joke, Senior? Joke's on you, Ant. Yeah. <laughs> it was the RB1. Yeah, for real. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I, I thought he was going to have a good year, but not like that. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I didn't expect something like that, but um, what do I, do I have the running backs up here? Um, so, Tier wise, just from last year, um, got Austin Eckler. And okay, ending ending the stats from last year, Austin Eckler was your number one running back with three hundred and nineteen points. Christian McCaffrey was your number two guy with three hundred and thirteen, and Josh Jacobs was your number three running back in fantasy with three hundred and one points. And those are your top three running backs, and they all had. That's the only running backs that had over three hundred fantasy points. Only one on it. Uh, the only one that we didn't expect in there was Josh Jacobs, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. He was a dead zone running back. Yeah. First, I think what helped Josh Jacobs this year is I always knew he had a talent to be a great running back and a good running back, but it was just about him being able to play 17 games. And as a running back, you know, yeah, a lot of running backs, uh, you know, they get hurt. It's understandable. You know, they're taking all the hits and taking 20, 25 hits. I even, he had a game, he had 35 carries or something like that. Something crazy. So to be able to put up 300 fantasy points, you know, he carried the ball a lot. And, and um, <clears throat> it's just, it was just a great pick. Whoever got Josh Jacobs last year in fantasy, um, Christian McCaffrey, we all know he's going to get his, you know, because Christian McCaffrey, not only does it on the ground, he's going to get you your receptions and, you know, your half PPR or if you're playing full PPR uh, or <clears throat> Kishan Caffrey is just a guarantee. And obviously he's going to be the number one running back going uh, next year in fantasy without a doubt. Uh, I don't know where Austin Eckler lands. I know he's getting older. I know he still produces. And I know he's just got that new offensive coordinator. Um, Austin Eckler still top running back. So um, top three-ish. Is he still top three-ish? Austin Eckler? Yeah. Uh, I would say I would say top I would I want to say top 3. I felt like uh I felt like there was a couple people who beat him out. So I would say the top 3 this year probably would be Josh, CMC and and Saquon. I felt like they all had better season, a better season than Eckler. Yeah, Austin Eckler. I think he didn't really do it on the uh, on on the ground like running. I know he had a lot of games where he had receptions, and that's fine because we you know we're getting we're getting the half point. But I think he I think Ryan said it once. He they need another running back out there to keep him fresh. Um, he's a small guy. I know he I know his workout. He has an insane workout, and he always stays in shape. But if you keep his guy fresh, you're gonna get more of those you know, 60 yard bombs or he's going to just break off in this. And that's just going to spike his, his fantasy intake. So. Yeah. I think if, even if they get another running back in LA um, with their new coordinator with more um, Eckler's still going to be an RB one, man. It's going to be like Tony Pollard. You know, yeah. Reception after reception, still explosive. 
Well, that's so. All right, you can't. I don't know about how that's gonna work out though. With uh, how um, what's his name does his play calling with uh, 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 what's the head coach for Dallas? Why am I forgetting everybody's name tonight? McCarthy. McCarthy. I don't. With the McCarthy calling the plays, do you see a lot of uh, passes to the running back? Coming from that coach, knowing how he he play calls, especially coming out of Green Bay, there wasn't a lot of uh, short passes to Aaron Jones, was there? There was to AJ Dillon, but again, I don't, I think that was more limited. I think they they rushed it more with McCarthy at the helm. I'm not 100. I, I I can't really tell. I mean, I I don't remember. You're talking about when he was with the Green Bay, right? Yeah. Because he's going to be the play caller this year. Uh, didn't he throw oh, a lot man, more screens? Didn't, didn't, yeah, no, didn't he throw a lot more screens, though? I know he threw a shit ton of screens. I remember that. Yeah. I know they were about the screen the screen game. I'm not 100% sure, man. I don't oh, yeah. know. I got I to gotta go back and look at that one. Um, Moving on. So those are your 300 fantasy point running backs. Now we're going to start dipping down here. Uh, running backs for Derek. You got Derek, uh, Derek Henry, 286 fantasy points. Nick Chubb, 267. Saquon at 255. Tony Pollard at 229. And Jamal Williams. At My guy. 119 points. You know, why did Jamal Williams make the top 12? I wonder how many touchdowns that guy had. 17. He was the 2023 version of LeGarrette Blunt. Yeah. <laughs> 17 touchdowns on so, the season. So just looking at it from, let's just take Jamal Williams at number eight. Your number eight running back in fantasy put up 219 points. The number one running back in the league put up 319 points. Look at that drop off of 100 points in running backs. That's, that's just crazy to me. Like, I can't wait to do receivers next week and look at the fan and look at the points that way because this ultimately looks looking at your draft like if you don't get these top three running backs, where are all these other fantasy points coming from? You know, you got to look at. I know a lot of people, you know, when they do their draft, I got a top five, I got a top six, maybe even top seven pick. There's only a certain amount of running backs left. I'm taking a running back regardless, and they miss an, they miss out on a Cooper Cup or they miss out on a. Uh, Justin Jefferson because of the way they draft that. I mean, you got to look at the numbers, man. You got to pay attention to this. And I know Ryan's probably got words of wisdom for us right now. Two time uh, champ. What do you got for us? No, you touch on, um, you touch on my drafting strategy is really what you touched on without even knowing it. Um, Every year. And I probably shouldn't be telling these guys this, but I'll tell you anyways. Um, when I draft, I don't usually look – like I don't lock myself into a position. I'm going running back. I'm going receiver or this or that. The first thing that I look at are who are the Tier 1 players at each position. You got four Tier 1 quarterbacks. According to this, we got probably two or three, maybe four Tier 1 running backs, um, only because I still think Jonathan Taylor can still be a Tier 1 running back personally. Um and Derrick Henry too is still until he, you know, until his legs fall off, he's still elite. So maybe you got four or five running backs that are tier one. Receivers, I'd say probably got at least 
four or five guys that are tier one, like absolute tier one guys, you know, meaning Cooper Cup, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, and probably Tyree Kill and Devontae Adams. So that's five right there. And then at tight end, you really, you thought you had three, you really only have one. It's Travis Kelsey, and that's it. Um, and then behind him is like, you know, Mark Andrews and, you know, whoever else, Kittle, Pitts, Hawkinson. But the difference between Kelsey and those guys is like 100 points. So really, tier one is Travis Kelsey. So, okay, you got one tight end, five receivers, five running backs. That's 11 plus four quarterbacks. That's 15. That's 15 tier one players. My goal when I go into a draft is to try whatever I can do to get two tier one players. Um, And so sometimes that means that I have to reach for a guy. Um, I got a ton of shit for reaching for Josh Allen, reaching for Mahomes. And I didn't get, I didn't get really get much much shit for reaching for Mahomes. But the point being, when I reached for Mahomes around two, the goal was I already had CMC as a as my running back tier one, and then Mahomes as tier one quarterback. Um, and then a lot of times, like I would do that with tight end too. Like if I could get who I thought at the time was a tier one, like Mark Andrews, I would pull the trigger and get Mark Andrews. And also stack them with like Josh Allen, tier one quarterback. And then if I have, you know, whoever I could get, if it was a tier one running back like a CMC or if I was later in the first, I'm going to pull the trigger and try to get a tier one guy like Cooper Cup. That's how I draft. Um, I don't, <clears throat> I take position out of it. Just give me the guys that are bona fide superstars. Like those 15 guys I just talked about there. There's no doubt about it. No matter what happens in the game, what happens on that team, those guys are absolute number one on their team and you won't lose. So at least from that point, you know that when you pick those guys in the top three, usually the top three rounds, you're probably not going to miss that pick. And then one of the worst, and then my other philosophy kind of rolls into this is every draft I try to go in and make sure whatever I do, try to nail at least nail the first two rounds, but really try to master like the first four rounds. If you can hit the first four rounds, you at least give yourself a shot to, you know, ride through the season with the winning record. But it, it's easier said than done because a lot of times I miss on the third and fourth round. But that's what I do. You know, well, I won't ramble for too long. No, you're good, man. So I'm just letting the people know there's no subscription. You got to buy, for, you know, to, for this extra information. Not yet. There's no, there's no TIYF plus. Not yet. You know what I mean? So Not yet. Straight from the two-time champ, man. Uh, that's that's some good information, man. I mean, uh, I, I always just try to crunch numbers for me, though. So I'm always crunching numbers, and uh, I don't look into the tiers. I, I just try to crunch. I mean, usually my team's good, but I got to change it, man. I, I start off hot every year, and I just fade off into the sunset. Yeah, there's, there's lots of ways to play. I mean, that's yeah. just one way. I mean, I still do it old school, man. I'm still old school. I still go by position. I still make sure... <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I, I'm still old as school. As long as you don't go by player, like a couple of people we still got in our league, man. Don't worry. As long as you ain't going by player, you'll be fine, man. Because my what was my my draft strategy was running back, running back. I went quarterback hella early, but then I was like, all right, I need another running back, and then I went wide receiver after that. So I was like, still trying to like that old school mentality where it's like I need these running backs, but I should have went after those pass catching running backs. You know what I'm saying? Well, listening to Ryan, I'm glad I got a tier one already in the book. So that's gonna that's, yeah, gonna start that's off easy high. money. Off high, so. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah, that's too good of a pick. Yeah, so I can't pass that up. Yeah, no. Um, 
Yeah, so uh, I left off on Jamal. Yeah, Jamal Williams, man. I mean, he just had a great year, 17 touchdowns. Um, the, the the other 9, 10, 11, and 12, we got Aaron Jones, 219. Same, amount, same amount of points as Jamal Williams. Delvin Cook was drafted really high in a lot of people's draft boards this last season. He's falling off. He's yeah. it's, it's about that time. Got to put him out to pasture. How many carries is he at? We'll, we'll probably take a look at that later. You want to know how much he had? George said oh, that uh, over 800. Once you get to a certain amount of carries, right? You start Eight, seeing him yeah. dip off. Yeah, because he's at mark. he was at 264 this this season. Yeah, see, it's just so many. I mean, actually, I want to go back a little bit. Tony Pollard at number seven with 229 points in a split backfield. You know, top seven quarterback with. But was it really of, split like that, or was it Tony Pollard handling he business? Wasn't, he wasn't. You know, he wasn't getting a full workload like a yeah. like a Josh Jacobs. It wasn't from a, a consistency full... standpoint. Wait, so yeah, he's actually pretty good this year from a consistency standpoint. Like his touchdowns, yeah, kind of saved him a little bit. So all right, I'll tell you that. So the the attempts that Zeke had were two thirty one. You want to know the yards that he had? Eight seventy six, under a thousand, under a thousand with twelve, like ten touchdowns, twelve. But Tony Pollard. Off 193 touches, he was the last. He's the last on this list for a thousand yards uh, running back. He had a thousand and seven yards with nine touchdowns, and yards per carry. Yards per carry was easy. Just no way. Like it had to be. I mean, crazy. Like less than 200 attempts and a thousand yards, and that's five point price. Five point two. Yep. Five point two. That's where it's at. And so, all right, there was 15 running backs this season that actually hit 1,000 yards. Damn. It's just crazy. But, but what what I'm trying to get at is, you know, when people draft and they're talking about, I want a, I want a running back, I need an RB1, and they look at Tony Pollard, oh, he's a split backfield, and they kind of don't look at it like that. They're like, I want a guy who's going to take the carries. But you can find these guys, as like a Tony Pollard, he's a, he's an RB1. Even splitting in the backfield, even look at Jamal Williams. Yeah, he didn't have, he didn't. His touchdown saved him, but you got to put everything in perspective here. A lot of these, a lot of these guys splitting the ball, man. No, he was he was a running back one until uh, what's his name came back from injury. Yeah, until Swift came back and then Swift took it over. But Jamal still had a thousand yards um, on the ground with two hundred and sixty-two attempts. He averaged four point one a carry. See that's that backfield. Like when, when Swift is healthy, I'm pretty sure that's dipping a little bit more because he did get a lot of the workload, like you said. And he was actually a starter for like maybe four or five games into that season with no Swift. So, mm-hmm. um, just gotta get lucky. I know I got him off. Uh, somebody dropped him in one league. <laughs> I was like, what the heck? I wrote him. I wrote him till the wheels fell off, and they fell off hard on me. Yeah, they fell off. Um, two guys I left off the top twelve real quick. Um, Ramondre Stevenson. He had a good year. Showed in. And another split backfield, like I was saying. A, a top a top R, uh, running back, but a split backfield. And I know we can go back to it. Uh, Damian Harris was hurt, and uh, Ramondre did take the bulk load of that for a couple of games. Yeah, but he wasn't That's hurt all season. No, he wasn't hurt all season, yeah. But still, you're finding you got to find that that depth later in the, in the rounds. I mean, 214 fantasy points. 
it just doesn't seem right. Like for for a, a, a RB one, you know what I mean? It's just that's low. That's yeah, that's low, man. That's crazy, man. Back um back in the day, it was more common to see two fifty plus from RB one. Like that was the norm. Um, yeah, running the positions changed big like, time. Changed. Like that's why, like coming in the last season out of the fantasy family, I know you guys were, <laughs> you guys were crapping on my team, but the way I saw it was like Cooper Cup on a points per game basis is a twenty point per game guy. Yeah. Like a, you know, it doesn't matter what position, you know, you would take twenty points per game from a running back, obviously. Mm-hmm. So I looked at Cup as like a running back, like twenty points per game, and then yeah. I looked at Devonte Adams the same way, and and he actually kind of ended up being that. I think he was around like. 17 or 18 points per game but just like he can't it's so hard to replace that and and then my running backs like i just kind of felt like i'll find somebody that can get me you know 12 yeah. 13 14 but and didn't you steal etm from somebody in the middle of the year or something like that at that the beginning highway, beginning highway robbery it was a high beginning like that ryan i mean yeah i wouldn't call it a highway robbery that the first few weeks of that trade <laughs> george was winning it handedly with drake london <laughs> yeah no i needed something different i i I was i was so pissed off because i had him the year before so it was like that bad remember how we talked about it like in an earlier pod where you have a bad taste in your mouth from a player and it was just like that the season prior he got injured and i had him at what i picked him at round five or something like that and yeah so it wasn't a highway robbery i think that was a good trade that was a pretty even trade yeah it was it actually helped you a lot in the in the short term and then i kind of yeah, I mean, I had ETN riding the pine, man, for like four to five weeks after that trade. <laughs> I didn't start him until like week seven or eight, I think. Yeah. Until after the James Robinson uh, was gone. Yeah. And the only guy left off that list was number 12, Joe Mixon. And, you know, he's off the field stuff, but 210 fantasy points. And, yeah, I mean, he missed some games, so he still averaged 14 fantasy points. Um Hey, RB, still an RB1 hey, depending on what happens with this whole incident, I don't see if Joe Mixon gets cut by the Bengals. I don't see. I don't. I doubt that he ends up back in the league, especially with all the off-field stuff. If he gets cut, I don't see. I don't see him back in this league next season. That's one of those Ray Rice situations, man. Like you know, you one. I mean, that's the that one and done. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we'll have to hold a service for Mixon's career. What it could have been. Uh, I think he was already on the down. I think he was already on the downside towards the end of the season anyway. He's an RB1 right now. So I remember a few years ago, I thought for sure, watching him run, I was like, man, he's the next Le'Veon Bell, the way he's like the slow cuts and stuff. And never material. But as a, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, as an RB1, how, how are you getting now played by P. Ryan? Yeah. I was just going to say, I was going to add to it. Like, remember, he had like five touchdowns in one game to add to that 200 and some. Out without that one game. Is he's he like really an RB one? Yeah, is he an RB? No, he's not. And you being a Bengals fan, you would know. Him. Yeah, so he had yeah, that was what fifty points right there. So he would have had one hundred and fifty points. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> exactly, yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, guys, that's that's what we got for our top um, top twelve going to next. Yeah, week. I'm fantasy excited. players. I'm excited. I'm excited to go over uh, receivers next week. I really want to see the the point differential on that. Yeah, no, uh, so do I, man. That's going to be a good one. But uh, what are we going to do? Receivers and tight ends? Keep it all, and tight ends. Keep it all receiving, man. Um, 
Oh yeah, man. Look at I just want before we get off of, off of here, man. Look at what I got as a gift today. What I am holding up is this gold bar whiskey that is um made by I believe the 49ers, man. Um yeah, it's blended whiskey. It's finished here in uh California wine casket uh wine casks. It's a, a 80 proof whiskey, man. Um and it's in this beautifully wrapped gold, man, with on the front, it has the catch with Dwight Clark on it. Um, it's pretty amazing, man. Uh, I'll send a picture to you guys. But yeah, it's showing, showcasing the catch from the uh, 82 NFC Championship game when the 49ers beat the Dallas Cowgirls. Again? Dang. Love it. Like, nah, stop. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> NFC Championship game, man. But yeah, no, I got that as a as a, a late Christmas gift. So shout out to my brother in law. Thank you, Joe. I appreciate it, man. It it's beautiful. Um, but yeah, do you guys have anything else before we get up out of her? Good, man. So again, next week we are live together. Um, Thursday, eight p.m. right here. We'll just keep it right here. But remember, you guys need to go follow the Twitch.tv uh, TIYF uh, pod. And um, 8 p.m., we're live together. It's going to be the Super Bowl edition, man. We got uh, some good content for you coming up, man. It's going to be a fun one. It's going to be me, Ryan, Paul, and then we got Jose in the... It's Jose's house, so of course he's going to be in the building. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, man. Um, and again, I just want to shout out to all of our listeners uh, here on on twitch and also on apple or whatever streaming services you guys uh are listening to us from man we really appreciate it especially our, our peoples that again out in belgium singapore india nigeria uh tanzania man um it's amazing having you guys listen please shoot us a follow um tiyf pod uh on instagram remember we're on spotify and apple man yeah so again, this is your uh this is your boy Billy F. Gates, aka Steeman Billy Beeman. Uh we got the two-time champ, the the boss man of the TIYF League, Ryan Purple Cobras. You know what I'm saying? And we got my guy Paul, the truth and negus, man. We are out. Have a good uh evening. <laughs>